This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. San Francisco Pride is coming back after a two-year pause. The pandemic delayed an in-person celebration of the event's 50th anniversary, so the return of one of the city's most prized traditions has been highly anticipated by many in the LGBTQ community. This year, the theme is love will keep us together, but that's proving to be not exactly true. That's because San Francisco Pride organizers have asked San Francisco police officers to not wear their uniforms in this year's event. The reason traces back decades, according to Chronicle reporter Rachel Swan. Pride has always had this freighted history in a way because it started out really much more as like a protest movement after the Compton Cafeteria riots in the Tenderloin and Stonewall in New York City. I mean, it really started as this response to the way that the LGBTQ community was being treated by police. There's still this kind of philosophical question burdening pride in a way, like how do we grapple with this history? How do we honor it? You know, is this still kind of an anti-authority, anti police event. You know, like that's kind of always hovering in the background. On Monday, Rachel reported on the intensifying debate over the presence of uniformed police officers at San Francisco's Pride. In recent years, police officers have marched in uniform at the event, but that all changed three years ago. In 2019, there was a demonstration at Pride. It wasn't totally clear what it was about. Like, it was sort of anti-corporate, also sort of anti-police. There were chants for both blocking off part of the parade route, and there was a tense altercation with police and, like, even some use of force claims, though they were ultimately dismissed. And then 2020 happened. George Floyd was murdered, and the debate over policing in the Black community and beyond intensified. San Francisco Pride organizers had to figure out how to not only honor the event's legacy of activism, but also the current moment as reforms in policing are being deeply examined. So the 10-member board of San Francisco Pride unanimously approved asking police officers to not wear their uniforms. In response, the Pride Alliance of San Francisco's police department announced that they will not march in the parade this year as an act of protest. Their uniformed colleagues in the San Francisco Fire Department and the city's sheriff's office joined them in solidarity. And then so did Mayor London Breed. The main reason that that came as a bit of a curveball is just pride is such a big deal in San Francisco. It's so central to San Francisco's identity and and history. I guess you could almost say it's kind of a, a political calculus for the mayor in a sense, like to not be in a float or in the pride parade, you know, I mean, that's that would just be highly unusual. 
Today on Fifth Emission, I chat with both sides of the debate. Suzanne Ford is the interim executive director of San Francisco Pride. She joins me to talk about why her organization has decided to take that stance against uniformed police officers. And later, San Francisco police officer Catherine Winters, a trans woman and a lesbian who first joined SFPD in 1998, talks about why wearing the uniform is a non-negotiable. While they may not agree with each other, Chronicle reporter Rachel Swan notes that both sides use this term radical inclusivity. The officers deploy the term to say like, hey, like your whole motto is radical inclusivity. Then you need to include us. But people on Pride's board say radical inclusivity means making everybody feel like accommodated and comfortable, including people who are afraid of law enforcement. So you have these two different visions of radical inclusivity that are kind of butting up each other in a way that's almost become like a semantic game. While many San Francisco residents may not actually care whether the cops or the mayor will take part in pride, the fight raises the question— What does radical inclusivity actually look like? What happens when there are conflicting visions of what that buzzy term means? Take a listen and judge for yourself. Let's start with my conversation with San Francisco Pride Interim Executive Director, Suzanne Ford. Suzanne, for folks who aren't clued in to the dynamics between the LGBTQ community and the police, Can you explain what a police uniform would mean or signal at the Pride event? I think the problem is it will signal different things to different members of our community. There are a lot of people that it will signal that progress and that there are queer police officers wearing the uniform, and and we acknowledge that. But for other members in our community, that may signal harm and that they're not safe. And I know that's not everyone, but there are groups in our community that have a history of oppression by police. And, you know, our job at San Francisco Pride is to make sure all voices are heard. And that's what we're we're trying to make sure that we're practicing harm reduction and that everyone can come to the parade and feel included and feel like they are seen. Right. And this, of course, this news story is getting a lot of buzz on social media. So just to clarify, this is not about saying no to the inclusion of police officers at Pride, but rather enforcing a dress code to cultivate a safe space. Is that a fair way to frame it? That's a great way to frame it, yes. We are practicing radical inclusion. The um, police officers can march in the parade as a contingent. They can march with clothing that, that indicates who they are. It can say SFPD or San Francisco Sheriff's Department on their shirts. Everyone will know that there are queer police officers marching together in the parade. LGBTQ police officers and other public safety members who have joined them in solidarity say that the rule undermines the civil rights gains that have been made in their respective departments. What's your response to that? Well, I don't I don't think it undermines those gains. I mean, if we were asking them to hide who they were, to not show up as a one contingent, then I would I would agree. We're asking them to modify, to give a message to the members of our community that might not see their gains as being enough. San Francisco Pride is doing its job in the fact that we're having this discussion. Mm. And I think that that, we don't want to lose that, right? There are people in our community that feel like that we've not done enough to see and hear them and to improve the policing of those communities. And so we're dedicated to that. That's part of our job. That's part of our mission. 
So we also, part of our mission is to honor the progress that has been made over the past 52 years of San Francisco Pride. And it is true that the police department now includes more of our members than it ever has. And we want to honor that. Other major cities, New York, Seattle, Portland, San Diego, just to name a few, there'll be no police in their parades. But I think San Francisco is uniquely positioned that we could do this if all sides would come to the table. And we feel like that San Francisco Pride gave the police officers a way to do that. So, Suzanne, we know that police reforms are contentious, not only in San Francisco, but around the country. They are long and complex conversations. What would need to happen, in your point of view, in order for SFPD uniforms to be permitted at the Pride March? You know, I I don't know. Um, I don't have that answer. We've been meeting with Pride Alliance, and we wanted to issue a shared value statement between the two organizations, um, talking about policing in our communities and steps to move forward. So we weren't only asking them to march in matching, you know, shirts, but we were also asking to make progress on the behalf of the community because, you know, they are queer police officers. They are uniquely situated in positions of power that they can have an effect for policing in our community. So there's a lot of work still to be done. And, you know, we're saying partner with us and do that. And part of that partnering was to come to the parade not in full uniform. Mm. Mayor Ledenbreed has decided that she won't march in Pride unless that ban on uniforms is reversed. What's your reaction to that? I'm deeply disappointed. The mayor's always been a great friend of San Francisco Pride, and we've always loved the mayor. Um, I think it's a loss for the city, and it's, it's a loss for the queer community. In her statement, she said that, quote, We can't say we want more black officers or we want more LGBTQ officers and then treat those officers with disrespect when they actually step up and serve. How do you respond to her using the word disrespect here? See, I think that's disingenuous. I think that the police, by saying they they can only march in full uniform, is a sign of disrespect to the voices in the community that protest them even being included in the parade. I think that, you know, those voices aren't as powerful as the police. There's not as many of us in the community. We're not as powerful, but we have a history with the police. We want that acknowledged. We know that there's been progress, but there's more work to do. And I, and we don't mean any disrespect to the police department. What we mean is for those voices in our community to be recognized and to elevate that discussion. I imagine that issuing this kind of role would elicit a lot of community feedback. How do you respond to the public that says a decision like this intensifies friction? How are you sort of steadying yourself as the executive director of Pride to respond to the community at large? You know, there, there will be some negative comments. There have been some negative emails and negative comments out there. And I appreciate everyone's opinion to express that. They, they have that right. I think sometimes you cannot measure whether something's right by how much, you know, how much uh, response it elicits on one side or another. The San Francisco Pride Board of Directors voted unanimously to ask the police department to participate in this way. And so, you know, I know it's a difficult thing and it's going to make some people angry and we're just going to have to stand in. This is a principle that we believe in. 
people have sort of critiqued the Pride event in recent years, you know, saying that it's become really corporate. But, you know, Pride really began as a reaction in the 70s to acts of police violence. Is this also about taking a stance to remind people of the origins of what Pride really stands for? Well, I mean, I think here you have another example that, you know, what people say is corporate sponsorship in many ways isn't. Like we have groups of employees at Amazon or Apple that those groups are who, you know, march in the parade and they are the ones that provide financial support. It's not always corporate support that we really rely on. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, that's a discussion we have to have too. You know, San Francisco Pride is a place where you can come and have your voice heard and that's our job. We are supposed to provide that platform. I think that's what the riot was about 52 years ago. So voices were heard. You know, we can't always solve those problems. We can't solve the policing issue. We cannot solve corporate involvement in our community. But we are the place where those ideas and those questions get to get asked. And I'm really proud of that. One last question for you, Suzanne. I know that you're very busy. What do you think will be the most productive next steps between yourself, Pride organizers, and the mayor and law enforcement agencies? Is there still time to find a solution here? Well, I think the positive step will be to continue our planning with the police and the mayor's office for the event itself to make sure that our community is safe, that they can come out and rely on that. So we can have a difference of opinion about a political matter, um, about a policy matter, but we don't have to have a difference of opinion about the safety of our community and doing our jobs. My job as executive director of San Francisco Pride is to make sure the event takes place and to make sure it's safe and that all voices are heard. And I'm intent on doing that. And part of that is working with the police department and the mayor's office and the fire department and emergency responders in, in, make, in ensuring that. And so I'm going to do my job. And I, I know that the police and the mayor's office will do their job in providing that, that support. Suzanne, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Okay. Thank you. That was Suzanne Ford, Interim Executive Director of San Francisco Pride. After a quick break, we'll listen to the other side of this fight. I'll be joined by San Francisco Police Officer Catherine Winters. She's a trans woman who also identifies as a lesbian. Winters trained the police academy on how to interact with the LGBTQ community. She'll explain the progress that SFPD has made since first joining the department more than two decades ago and what wearing a uniform at Pride means to her. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Before the break, we heard from Suzanne Ford, who leads the San Francisco Pride Organization, which requested San Francisco police officers to not wear their uniforms while attending the event. In response, SFPD and other law enforcement agencies 
as well as Mayor London Breed, have announced that they will not participate in the event. Officer Catherine Winters is here to explain why. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So I want to start by reading a bit of the joint statement, which was written by the LGBTQ members of SFPD, along with the city's fire department and the sheriff's office. And it reads, quote, We, the police officers of the San Francisco Police Officers Pride Alliance, stand firm in our decision that we will not be pushed back into the closet. Can you explain for me how not being able to wear your uniform at Pride is a form of being closeted? Yeah, and that really harkens back to a time when police officers couldn't serve openly, when we weren't allowed to wear our uniforms, when we marched in Pride. And when we had to fight for that right to be able to proudly wear our uniforms as out LGBTQ employees of the department. Mm. And Catherine, I understand you identify as a trans woman and as a lesbian. Can you explain what pride means for you? Yeah, pride is, it's about being able to bring my full authentic self and have it celebrated. Um, For much of my life, I you know, lived in the closet and and wasn't able to live my life as who I am. And the fact that I now work for a a police department that embraces me for all of who I am and that I can go to pride. The first and last time I got to march as an out trans woman and lesbian and as a police officer was in 2019. And it was one of the most emotionally powerful experiences of my life. Mm. There is concern among your colleagues and yourself that the uniform ban at Pride would undermine the gains that the police department has made in recent years. What are those gains? Those gains have really been more visibility around issues of policing LGBTQ communities. Many people don't realize San Francisco was the first department to really have a comprehensive policy on interacting with transgender and non-binary individuals, which has served as a role model for departments around the country. But when things like this happen, when other states, other agencies around the the country, maybe in areas that are less friendly towards LGBTQ communities, say things like this, and we've seen this time and time again, it kind of emboldens those who, who do want to push us back into the closet when they see that, oh, San Francisco's pushing them back in, we can do it here too. Mm. I understand that you taught the police academy on how to engage with the LGBTQ community. Can you talk a little bit about that work? What did you have to sort of help shed a light on to your colleagues? Yeah, so uh, I work with um, another with an out trans man in the department. He and I co-facilitate the class that's taught to every academy class that comes through our police academy on interacting with the LGBTQ community. Um, and then we also take them out on on a community immersion out to the Castro to really be able to to see where the roots of some of the LGBTQ history in the city come from. You know, because sometimes we get officers, recruits who may have very little or no experience with the LGBTQ community and come with far more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. The younger generation of officers coming through our academy are well more well-versed in things than, you know, any of us were when I first came in in 1998. And pride organizers, including executive director Suzanne Ford, say that a uniform itself could create an unsafe environment for members of the LGBT community at Pride. 
What does that signal to you in terms of the work that still needs to be done by SFPD? Um, you know, it's it's interesting that that she chooses those words because in my experience as an out trans woman in, in the department, when I've interacted with trans people in my role as a police officer, it's actually created far better interactions than if I had just been a cisgender male officer coming up. Hmm. So LGBTQ officers in uniform, and when people from some of the most marginalized parts of our community see that there are officers that reflect them and their experiences, it helps build bridges that otherwise would never be built. Mm-hmm. I worked as a Castro footbeat in the Castro for a while. And when I encountered homeless trans women, when they realized that I was also a trans woman, they felt way safer. They would smile, their shoulders would relax. And all of a sudden it wasn't a police interaction. It was with somebody who understood them, who understood their experiences. And it, it just made for far better interaction because they knew that I understood them. And what what would you say to people who are are thinking, well, you know, SF Pride is not saying that police officers can't be a part of Pride. They just don't want them to wear the uniform. Is it better just to have everyone together present at the event rather than not attending at all? If you can wear T-shirts or logos that represent the SFPD department, is it better just to have everyone there as opposed to not going? You know, if for me, it comes down to this is one of the very fundamentals of SF Pride. And one of the things that makes it so special is the idea of radical inclusion and that everyone can bring their full selves to pride. And when we start policing what people can and cannot wear to pride, then we start restricting how much of their full self that they bring. And so many of us have lived lives where we went through part of our lives, not able to bring our full selves uh, to wherever we went. And that's what it really comes down to is yes, a police uniform does come with a history, but the work that I've been able to do and the work that other LGBTQ officers have been able to do in this department, move it forward is changing and shaping the way law enforcement is done in the future. It's a core part of who I am. I was born and raised in this city. I'm a second generation officer and I am absolutely committed to serving my city and my communities. Mm -hmm. What does it mean for you to, you know, have Mayor Breed on Monday stand in solidarity with SFPD in this way. You know, some people are critiquing her and saying, well, this is a political calculation before her reelection year. But what does her support mean for you? It means the world to me um, because of any politician we've had in the city in recent decades, Mayor Breed understands more than anyone I've seen the challenges of policing. She comes from a community that where policing was problematic. She understands and has seen what happens when policing is done wrong, but she also sees the value in policing when it's done right. And she understands and she really believes in the best way to make our city and our community safer is to build stronger bonds between our department and the communities it serves. And she understands the importance of having a diverse police department. Yeah. 
you know, it's not surprising that this story is getting a lot of buzz on social media. Lots of hot and different takes are being thrown around, including a suggestion that wearing a police uniform at an event entitles police officers to overtime pay. So some people are saying that could be the reason why SFPD is pushing back. Does that need a fact check? That does need a little bit of a fact check, because I will tell you, when we march in a pride parade, generally, um, we are giving up our workday, or we are actually missing out on overtime to be there. We aren't paid on our day off to march in pride. Mm-hmm. In fact, with all the need for police presence around the city, there's plenty of overtime opportunities. And And we would rather march than make that overtime pay. We know that the LGBTQ population at large is being actively legislated against in other states. Lawmakers in the Midwest and the South have been debating issues like whether transgender children can play in youth sports leagues, if teachers can discuss even same-sex relationships at school, if parents can offer gender-affirming care to their own kids. How do you respond to critics who might say making a political point about policing in this moment might not be the right time to, you know, make this point at a time when the larger population is under this kind of attack? I would say that this is actually the perfect time to make this stand because this is a time where we need to stand up for every part of our LGBTQ community. We need to make the stand that we support all of our community, no matter where they come from, mm-hmm. no matter job they they take um, because when we start whittling away our visibility we embolden those in in states that are are trying to are passing some of these this these laws and these this legislation in my conversation with Suzanne Ford the executive director of San Francisco Pride she said you know this is a difference of opinion about a political matter and that this doesn't have to be a difference in opinion about what safety means in the community do you agree with that do you think there's a possibility here to get on the same page around safety do you feel optimistic i i i hope that we can um because i think that a this isn't a political matter this is this is about embracing the very values that make pride what it is. And I think this is an opportunity for us to go back to those core values of pride and those values of radical inclusivity and realize that every part of our LGBTQ community should be able to show up as their full authentic self. And then to really, maybe it's, it's an opportunity to really highlight the diversity of our San Francisco police officers to be able to show those who may have had negative police interactions in the past that there are officers of the same background, of the same experience. There are gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, non-binary officers who reflect our LGBTQ community in the city. There could be something positive to say here where, you know, at least this dialogue is happening. People are discussing this. Uh, Does this sort of change the way you think about your own work and your own role as a bridge between these two different communities? Yeah, it makes me realize that there's probably more work that I need to do in order to be more visible within the LGBTQ community here in San Francisco, because there's still a lot more work to be done. And the more that I can be out there and be visible and show you know, the LGBTQ community here in the city, that there are officers that reflect their experiences. I think the better off we're all going to be. Officer Winters, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. 
Catherine Winters is an officer with the San Francisco Police Department. I'd like to thank her, as well as Suzanne Ford from San Francisco Pride, for joining me. You can check out Chronicle reporter Rachel Swan's coverage of the debate over uniformed police officers at Pride at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thank you to King Kaufman for the edits, to Chronicle photographer Gabrielle Lurie for her help, and to you for listening.